episode 151, Doing It With Doubt. Welcome to Beyond Your Comfort Zone. I'm your host, Cami Banks. I'm a mother of four and a certified life, weight, and triathlon coach. I'm a lover of people, watermelons, and triathlons. I'm here to assist you in losing weight and gaining lasting health. I love helping others improve their food and exercise and get the results they want. And along the way, they become mentally and physically tough. It's a wild and fun ride, and I can't wait for you to be a part of it. Let's go. Hello, my friends. How are you? I think my voice is back to normal. So let's go. Anyways, hopefully everyone's had a great week and life is just rolling by. When this comes out, it will be March. So I I don't know. It seems like it's gone really fast. March is a big month for us. Well, actually every month is kind of a big month, (laughs) but I have two kids' birthdays. We always have spring break and it also marks the year anniversary of my surgery. So Hopefully I won't always mark before and after surgery, but you know, when something big happens in your life, like when my mom died, it was like before my mom died, after my mom died. And now it's like before my surgery, after surgery. So I guess, I don't know, I guess something else big will have to happen in my life for me to do that. So I'm like, well, maybe let's just do the surgery (laughs) so I can mark before and after. Nothing else crazy will happen in my life. Just kidding, right? Anyways, hopefully everyone's doing good and you're out. I don't know, when you listen to this podcast, hopefully you're doing something to move because you know, that's what I love to do. And I don't also like to like move my body, but I love it when my mind is active. So when I'm on the treadmill or I'm biking or whatever I'm doing or walking my dog, I love to be engaged with listening to something or I get caught up on my Marco Polos, but my mind is expansive when I'm moving. So I can think clear. And so I love to hear ideas and like, I'll listen to a podcast and I'll have all these ideas come. So hopefully what you hear and then connects with your own intelligence and your greatness, you come up with ideas that can then be used for your life. So today we're going to talk about this, which I, I, I was realizing I've been talking about some of these same kind of topics for a while. But as, as you go through my podcast all the way from the beginning, I've said that this is the journey that I'm on and I always stand my best student. So I like to share with you what I'm learning as I'm going through the journey. And then I was like, One was like learning to be a warrior versus not strong enough. And other is some, you know, some is better than none versus all or nothing. And now it's doing it with doubt. And the reason why I'm talking about this, it is part of my own journey because I noticed that doubt's been coming up a lot, but also it's a lot of my clients journey as well. And they have doubts when they come to the program. They have doubts when they're still in the program (laughs) on the team. I have doubts all the time. And we're going to talk about that on the third point of do doubts ever leave? But I just want to start unwinding a little bit about that this coming month in March. We always do a book because I like to train our mind. That's the first victory. And then the second victory is in our food or exercising or our connection with others, right? Well, connection with others is kind of multiple facet, but but they're all kind of connected but it starts with our mind, training our mind, because our mind's what's going to be the domino effect into the actions we take, and that's around our food and exercise. So we always have a new book that we do because that's training the mind, retraining the mind the way we want to think. And this one for this month is called The Inner Game of Tennis. Amazing book. 
and I'm not even a tennis player, but it, I was telling my husband, it makes me almost want to play tennis because there's a lot of analogies to tennis, obviously, but it is the inner game. So you can apply the inner game to anything that you do in athletics, in self-coaching yourself, in any of the things that the areas that you love to do for triathlon, my sister who does CrossFit, all the things, it's so applicable. So if you haven't read it, I would say it's a book recommendation. If you're in Team Elevate, we're going to be talking about it. We always do like a module and a handout to go with it. So even if you don't have time to read the book, I give you some really good cliff notes. And then we dive into it the whole month and we'll take the concept that we learn. Then we, because every week we talk about either food or we talk about exercise, we talk about connection and we talk about how the book applies to all those because it's working on training our mind so that we can train the areas that we want to. Most of the time we, we want to be healthier and we can always be getting healthier. But if we don't go to the root of it, which starts in the mind, all we're doing is changing like a branch out and that's not going to help. We want to get to the root. So that's what we're talking about this month. And a lot, the book keeps referring to self one, self two. And just for the sake of what we're going to talk about, we're just going to call self one, the ego. And we're going to talk about or the teller, it's always telling us what to do. And then we're going to talk about self two being the doer, the one that's taking the action or your potential or your, your connected self, your, sometimes you call it like the inner child, you call it anything that's like in, in your soul, right? It's, it's your truest self. So that's how we're going to talk about this. And I'm thinking about this a lot because I, I go through ups and downs as well. <laughs> I, I doubt myself. And the thing is, when I doubt myself, I get frustrated when I'm doubting myself. So then it's like a double negative. It doesn't really make sense. But as I've been studying this book, and I get the privilege of studying the book multiple times, I get to hear it multiple times on Audible, then I read it, then I highlight it. And it's so great because when you teach something, you get to know it better. But I've really been thinking about, and even especially this week, for some reason, doubt has been creeping in, which is the things that I want to work on, how we want to expand the team and how I want to help everyone on the team. And then also how I want to improve as an athlete, as I'm coming back out of recovery, all these things, which are all really great, have created, or I've let self one, the ego come in. And I've been trusting my doubts a lot. <laughs> Someone in the church, I'm um, a member of the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints and president Uchtdor says, doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith. But in a way of like doubting our doubts instead of trusting our doubts so much. And I find myself doing that. And when, when I been was reading this book, The Inner Game of Tennis, noticing that that's self one, telling me what to do, telling me what I should do, telling me what I can't do, telling me what I'm not good at, right? And that is, that's the chatter. We can also call it chatter in Untethered Soul, which is a book I've read that we'll probably bring into Team Elevate as well. But it talks about like the roommate in your head, right? All of those things there, people call them all different, but that's what it's talking about is that chatter in our head. It's that doubt. And here's the thing that's super important that we will talk about as well as one of the points down here on the things we're going to talk about, about doubts is that we have the chatter and it's there, but we get to choose how much we trust that doubt, right? How much we trust the chatter. And there's different various times in our life when we're going to trust the doubt more than when we're just going to trust our inner instincts, right? And in the book, he talks about a flower when it's just a little tiny seed. We know it's going to be a rose and we're like, great, it's going to be a rose. It's going to grow up. It's going to have, it's going to blossom. It's going to be all the things. And we're like, it's great. And that's like us. That's like, we're, 
already valuable 100%. That's the little C, but it's that that's the self too. But the self one is that chatter being like, oh, you're not good enough. You're not going to be as valuable as you need to be. But we already have value. It's like the rose. It's always the seed, the seed that's always going to turn to the rose. We have this seed of greatness and of just value. And then we just, we blossom and we grow. Right. And so I was just thinking about that. And I, I just think it's intriguing when we notice how doubt gets into the driver's seat. Somehow it slips into the driver's seat. Right. And since this podcast is doing it with doubt, is how do we still let doubt be there, but lead? How do we still take action? So the first thing, which which I talk about often, but it's noticing, it's awareness of that it's there. And even, even the fact that noticing that it's probably leading sometimes when we get like doubting and I notice everything kind of gets flat in my life. I'm realizing that I'm listening to doubt more. And we had this experience skiing and it was on Monday, the last day we were skiing and the light was really flat or this, the hill looked really flat because the light was gone. It was really snowy and there was no sun. It's called flat light. And my husband was explaining to me, I didn't really realize that you can't see the shadows. So you can't see the jumps and you can't see the variation in the terrain as much. And I feel like that often happens in my life. When the sun comes out, you see, you see the peaks and you see the valleys and you see the shadows, right? And I like it when the sun's out, it, it feels brighter, but also there's also all the shadows that, which we don't need to get into, but the shadows are the part that we're trying to hide, you know, the shadows in our life. But was what I want to talk about is that flat light is when we're listening to doubt or doubt slips into the driver's seat somehow is that it becomes flat. It, it we don't have the variation. We don't have the bright light coming in and it just kind of feels blah. And that's how I've been feeling with these doubting thoughts. And so how do we still do things and how do we, um, it's not like we kick it out, right? We don't just kick dad out of the driver's seat, but we just, we start getting some more authority and we start, like for me, it's kind of on a pendulum. Like I'm trusting doubt, all my doubts so much. And then I'm like, notice it. And then I can kind of like get into where I'm trusting myself to like my potential, my truest self. And I can come back into the middle a little bit where I'm like, all right, I'm going to trust myself a little bit more, not just trust all my doubts. Right. And then I can kind of start moving again. But what do we do in the meantime? <laughs> That's the question. So first noticing being aware and and kind of having compassion and just, I didn't really know when, when I was in this this week, I'm like, what do I even do? Like, I just felt kind of blah, but just kind of like loving myself through it and realizing this is slightly a pattern. I kind of like, I'm a little bit more like a roller coaster. <laughs> so that's probably why I like the sun coming out and having the sun and the shadows, because I like to have like the peaks and the valleys. I don't like things to be flat. And like, if you're on a scale from you know, one to 10, I don't like to just be at five in that flat light where she's like, blah, like just doing life. I like to kind of have highs and lows, which I mean, I'm not saying this good or bad. And it's probably better to have maybe just a small, smaller roller than a big roller, but that's, I noticed that in my life. So for what it is, that is how things are. And I can work on that, but that's what I noticed. And so I'm noticing that I'm more rolling down. I'm kind of at the five rolling into the one. So this is the second thing that I would suggest after we notice and we're aware is just what are our baselines? What do we have set in place? And it's mostly like habitual things, but what do we have and 
where can we know that no matter what, like this is going to be good for us, even if we doubt how we want to grow in our business, or even if we doubt how we're going to grow as an athlete, what do we know? Or even if we doubt a lot of times people come to me and they doubt that they can, that they're going to lose their weight and they're going to get their body to what they want it to. They've tried so many things and they doubt that. Right. And doubt has such a beautiful way of bringing all the past up, right. (laughs) Showing us all the evidence in a doubting lens. So it doesn't feel very good. And all that evidence just proves our doubt. So our brain's really good. It goes and pulls this file out to be like, this is why you should keep doubting. And then we we listen to that and we believe that. And so like my clients will come to me with their food and they're like, I can show you all the reasons I doubt and why I, this isn't going to happen, why I can't do it because there's a my doubt. And I just said to one of my clients just earlier in the week, I'm like, let's not make a decision when we're in a doubting place, right? When we, when this doubt is kind of a big cloud of doubt, let's just wait till we can move that pendulum swing a little bit to where we're trusting our own instinct. We're trusting that inner self and not just trusting that, that doubt that's talking so much that self one, right? Let's come back up to somewhere where we can have a little bit more, um, where, where it's a place of wholesome and it's a place we can make a decision and we're going to feel good about that. But in the meantime, what do we do? And so I, I, I literally have been doing this this week as I've been in doubt, just trying to like move through it. Sometimes it seems a lot slower than I wanted it to, but like today I noticed it was like that, that doubt cloud was starting to like clear out a little bit. Granted for the maybe multiple hours on the trainer, <laughs> it cleared it out a little bit, but, um, and I was thinking, what is that? But the baseline that we have that I I really would suggest doing is those habits that we know that are good for us. And so for me, I still know, and it, whatever patterns that you're in or patterns that you know that have helped you, you don't want to give those up in a doubting time. So I'm still doing my juicing and I'm still doing my, whatever my exercise is. And with the things I want to do to really and help, help my teammates on the team and to really, um, better the team elevate. So it's better for them. I'm still doing the base, the base things that I do every single day, the things that I do on a weekly basis. I still do all of those, right? So it's important to decide what your minimum baseline is. Like what are things that you just do and that doubt doesn't ever get to like determine if you stop or do, you know, if you, if you go or stop with those, it's just something you're going to do. And in other ways it is like, how do you form a habit? But when you know that it's something good for you, it's like not let's not give up on that. And back to my food example, if someone's like they're not necessarily losing the weight or it's not um they're not seeing their body change like they want to. I'm like, let's not give up on eating nutrient dense food, right? Just because it's not happening as fast as we want to. And our doubting evidence is trying to show us that we can never do it. Like if we know that eating food with nutrients, micro and macronutrients in it is going to be helpful, let's keep that as a minimum baseline. But let's just keep that there. Let's make sure we're adding that in. And as what I say too, is my food, even if you change or if you go places, like whatever you set in place, like you don't need to give that up. So when I go on trips or do places and it's harder to eat my food and get as much nutrients in, I always know that I have an eating window set, right? So I can always follow my eating window, no matter where I'm at, right? I just know the hours that I do. Not hours like eight to five, but hours, meaning if that's 12 hours or 14 hours, 16 hours, I just, whenever I stop, I start again at that time. So that's what I'm giving examples of, right? keeping those minimum baselines so they stay in place. It keeps us at a foundation and it keeps us like at a solid foundation so that we don't just drop all the way down, right? <laughs> like drop all the way off a cliff. It's just that we have a solid foundation to like keep moving 
even if it's not like progressing and going, you know, like all the way up, you know, it's just that we're still moving at a straight line, but we're still, and not even straight line, but we're still have that base. We still have that foundation and we can keep moving. So that's what I would say is the second thing is just keep your minimum baseline. The things that you know are good for you, even if the results don't show it yet, keep doing that. And me and my daughter were discussing the best way to say this, but <laughs> there's so many people that say it a different way. But when you do the easy, you get the hard results, right? Versus if you do the hard, you get the easy results. So meaning that like you might be having, you might be in a hard phase, right? Where you're having to just kind of muster through it. But that will eventually produce the easy results, even in the doubt. The doubt usually brings some of the heart in, right? Because all those emotions come in, you keep going. But it seems so easy. Doubt just tries to make us do like, let's do the easy. Let's just do it like you can't do it anymore. But that gets us the hard results. And if you're listening to this podcast or if, you, if you're if you on the team or if you're doing these things, it's like, you you I do know that you want to do the hard because I know you want those results, right? We want those results because we know how expansive that will be in our life. We know how that will be bringing us better perspective, how it will be the thing to help us elevate. And so when doubt starts talking, and even just like I said, at the very beginning stuff, just notice that doubt's talking and even notice that you're probably trusting it. <laughs> I had to do that this week. I'm like, why am I trusting doubt? And even when I say why, it's just kind of like, I am because I'm human. And, and sometimes we indulge in the doubt and just we're like, oh, I just can't do it. And it seems hard. And it seems tiring. And then we're just like, and I have to pause. And I say that a lot. And then I'm just like, but you know what? I know what I want more. And so I'm going to just keep doing these minimum things until I can get out of the fog. And, and today I noticed the fog's lifting and, and that flat light, or like when we were skiing, when it was flat and it was snowy and it was like the weather was bad. It's like it lifted a little bit and the sun started shining and I could see the peaks in the valleys and I could see it better and I could get more focused. Right. And then I bring, then I bring some other things in at that point. But the thing, the third thing that I want to talk about is that with doubt and still doing it with doubt is that people tell me like, <laughs> I, it will go away. Right. I'm not going to doubt anymore. Once I hurt hit like my certain weight or you know, once I like become a triathlete or once I cross, cross the finish line or once I, which just never happens, once I feel like our relationship is perfect or we're connected, you know, and the, the, these things like, we act like we're going to get there and doubt's just going to be like, oh, I guess I can't come tempt you anymore. I guess I can't come be self one, the ego. I guess I'm just going to leave. I, I just hate to break that to you, but that just never happens. And it's still there. And it sometimes it comes at bigger and bigger components. Components are like a, um, you know, you achieve more. And so then you feel like you doubt more. There's more of a pendulum swing that way. Right. But I think is what happens is that I like to tell people, cause it feels a little better is that when we begin to notice doubt the first step and we keep doing our minimum baselines and we somehow keep taking one tiny step and the, the weather changes or the, the fog, the doubt fog leaves. Right. And, or the, the um, fog that <laughs> feels like doubt, right? All that, right? It leaves and we, the doubt is still, still there, but we can actually get more leverage out of it, right? We can start trusting our inner self. We're like, okay, I know that I was trusting self on that ego, but I'm going to come in and trust the self too. This seed that I know is going to turn into a rose, this value that was planted in me before I was even born, I'm going to trust that. I'm going to trust that there's a creator in there. I'm going to trust that there is something 
that I'm meant to do, right? That I I've already been, I already have the value that I just need to go, I just need to tap into that and let that self to that potential, the the true me lead and trust that more, right? And so when doubt comes at that point, even even today, like I the doubts are still the same as they were like yesterday, but you know, the sun has come out and I can see things a little clearer. And for me, it warms my soul, like the sun or like a higher power, trusting in him, however you want to connect that is like, it taps me back into me. It taps me back into self too. And then I'm just like, okay, we can keep doing this. It's okay. You know, like I'm going to trust in me. I'm going to trust in that higher power that like in my church, we called like, I'm a child of God. So trust me back in that childish place where children are just so trusting and they just keep, they keep progressing. You know, they go from crawling to walking to running. They don't doubt themselves. I mean, they don't even know really what doubt is, right? It's these higher beliefs and these people, these beliefs that people have passed down to us where we start doubting ourselves. And so even tapping back into that child, like self, where we just trust and move forward. And so the doubts will come, but we know they're there, but we're like, okay, then let's still keep going. We don't let our past be the dictator of our future. We become that, that self too, that you that's in there becomes the dictator of your future. And you begin to doubt those doubts instead of trusting those doubts. And it's a process. Like it doesn't, it doesn't just like, it says one, two, three, and then it's done. It says, you just have to keep going through these steps. You notice where you're at on these this little pattern of steps. And then you keep doing that, but that's the thing that helps us keep doing it. Right. So a lot of times people come to me and they start and stop with a diet program. I don't know. I don't really call it a diet. <laughs> I call it a food plan or just a lifestyle change with our food, however you want to call that, but they start and stop because most of the time, doubt, insecurity, frustration, any of those emotions that we feel, first of all, we don't honor them and we don't just feel them. We think it means makes it mean something about us, which it's just an emotion, a vibration in our body. And we think our behavior means something about us. Like we've done the wrong behavior or we couldn't follow the food protocol or we ended up eating too many cookies or anything. And we make that mean something about us. Again, it doesn't. But we do all those things. We start and we stop because we then trust doubt more than we trust the value, the person that is 100% valuable, the person in there that is completely lovable. And when we, when we can get back to that self too, that's the compassion. That's the generating place where we don't have to start and stop anymore. We just notice that like, okay, I go back and forth. Self one, self two, they're both me, right? (laughs) I just go back and forth and we come back to honing into that. So super excited to teach about this in the inner game of tennis. It's just, um, it's just the amazing place to start is realizing in our brain what really manifests in our actions. So like I, I say, oftentimes with, if you don't know what you're thinking, you just see the fruits of your life and backpedal and you'll start noticing what you believe because you'll see the fruits produced. Same thing when you plant a seed inside of you, that, that thought seed that you planted there is how your life will blossom because the thought is what turns eventually into belief, which what you believe is how you act. So it's just kind of like when those seeds of doubt are coming in, notice them. But once you begin to notice that you're probably giving them sunlight and you're <laughs> giving them water, you're like, I don't know if that's really where I want to be watering and putting the sun, right? And then you can do a shift 
not even like, you don't have to do a big change. It's just a little shift and just be like, all right. The same thing I talk about with fear, all the stuff is like, instead of doubt slipping into the driver's seat, you just be like, <laughs> okay, doubt you're going right to the passenger seat or you're in the back seat. And you just don't give it so much credibility. Right? You become the, you become the director. And I love that. So try this out. Keep doing something, right? Doubt loves to like fester in non-action, right? And it will fester more and more. So when we get into some action, it, it begins to help move that cloud a little bit. The sun has time to move in. So doing it with doubt is meaning you're still going to do something. You're going to let doubt be there until it clears out. And then you're going to come back to trusting that self too. So try it out. This is what, when I talk about getting out of your comfort zone, it's noticing that doubt is leading. And then when you notice, you're like, ah, this doesn't feel good. That's when you have to step out of your comfort zone to trust that too, inside you, that self too, right? That, that inner self and be like, okay, you know, what's best. I'm going to take the step out. I'm going to trust you. And you're going to help me move forward. So try that out. Can't wait to hear how it goes. And you know, I'm always here to support you and doing it with doubt. So I tell my clients, I'm like, that's, I'm here to help you on those doubting days, right? People come to me and they're always like, oh, I'm going to do this thing. It's going to be grand. And it's going to be on my best days. And I'm like, okay, great. Like, and I want them to, but I'm like, you know where I'm really going to support you is on those doubting days, holding the space for you, loving you through it. And knowing that those doubts are just going to come and go, but we're going to trust more in yourself than trusting in those doubts. And then I began to teach them to do that for themselves. But in the beginning, sometimes we need someone to help us do that. And that's what we're here for. That's what the team does. And then we just support each other all the way as we keep doing that all the way through our lives. Anyways, so if that's, if that's something you're looking for, check out Team Elevate and get on the wait list. All right, I'll be back next week. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. How would you like to be a part of a team that elevates your life? That is what we do inside Team Elevate. And I would love for you to come be a part of it. Some of the things that we do inside the team is we create meal plans that work for your life. I also help you create exercise plans. And if you have signed up for a race, we design a plan that will get you across the finish line. The other thing we do in there is weekly group coaching. We have an option for one-on-one coaching. We do live retreats. We do ski trips. We get together and celebrate the bodies that we have and the things that we can do in our lives. And inside there, when we begin to work on our food and our exercise and we strengthen our body and our mind, we see how it elevates the relationship we have with us. And in turn, it elevates all the other relationships in our lives. So if you are interested in being a part of this team, we would love to have you. You can get onto my website at camibanks.com. That's Cami with a K. Or if you just want to jumpstart your weight loss right now, you can jump onto my Instagram at camibankscoaching and grab my free meal plan. So thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, I would love for you to follow it so you never miss an episode. And I would love for you to rate and review it so others can find this and it can enhance their lives. And most of all, thanks for sharing your time with me today. Bye-bye.